0: You're listening to Right Where You Are, hosted by New York Times bestselling author, creator, and speaker, Jason Wright. With inspiring guest interviews and Jason's unique lens on life, this is the place to see the good in the world, to lift and be lifted, no matter your starting point, to make a difference that matters. And we'll do it all together, Right Where You Are. Hello, friends. Welcome back. It's Jason Wright. So glad that you're here at Right Where You Are. As always, I begin with my plea. Would you please share the episode? Uh, what a great time of year to introduce a friend or a neighbor or someone in your family to write where you are. Social media is obviously a great way to do that. You can rate and review the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And you know what? I actually have some listeners that take the link. And every Thursday when a new episode drops, they text that link off to some friends to let them know that there's a new episode out. So you might consider doing that. Okay. This is uh, very exciting. This is our second episode in our special Christmas jars series. Never done anything quite like this before on the podcast. Last week worked so beautifully. If you have not heard last week's episode with Sarah Dean, please do go to the show page. The link of course is in the description for this episode. You can find a Sarah's episode talking about her receiving a jar last year. And then of course, all of the episodes in our library, but I promise you that you'll love Sarah's spirit and, um, just the gratitude she felt at receiving her Christmas jar for those who are perhaps new to the Christmas jars movement and tradition, a quick recap, a Christmas jar is just a simple glass jar, pickle jar, peanut butter jar. doesn't matter. It's a jar on your counter all year long. You dedicate your spare change to it a dollar here, a quarter there, a nickel there, whatever it is. And over the course of a year, that jar fills up. And then during the holidays, You gather with your family or your church or your school, your coworkers, your neighbors, whatever, and you find someone to go give that jar away to, and usually it's done anonymously. Well, my family experimented with this tradition some 15 years ago, hard to believe it's been that long, and had such a miraculous experience with it. It really changed the way we celebrated Christmas that I decided that I would fictionalize it into a little novel. So I wrote a little book called Christmas Jars, had no idea at the time that the book would go on to become... Uh, well, a, a bestseller around the world and spawn a movie and a movement and a tradition. And ultimately, it's because of that little book that I'm on today with my next guest, Kathy Hutto. Kathy, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I am so well. I, I just love, I say this often, but because we use Zoom, I get to see your shining face and the joy and the happiness and just you look like you you are loving life today, aren't you?
1: Yes, absolutely. The joy comes from Jesus for sure. This is a great time of year to think about him and all that he's done for us.
0: Yeah, you can you can see his his image in your countenance, which is beautiful. And and by the way, let me just say I did have someone stop me this week and say, you know, these these Christmas charts guests aren't famous, are they? Like they don't really fit the profile for the kind of thing you've been doing in the podcast. And my answer was like, no, that's not the point. First of all, the podcast was never about having famous people on. It was about having people on that have inspiring stories to tell that can really help us grow and and learn and, and hopefully be a little bit better. And I just know from our interactions, Kathy, that you fit that perfectly. People might not know your name now, but they're certainly going to know and love you by the end of our discussion today. So let's start with a little bit about uh, where you live. I understand you're in Georgia, not far from Atlanta. Talk a little bit about your family background um, and maybe what life was like for you leading up to the fateful night that you received your Christmas, (laughs) jar.
1: Okay. So we do live in LaGrange, Georgia, which is about an hour south of Atlanta. And I am a teacher. I've taught for, I guess, 25 years. Um, I've taught in Public school and then private school settings. And then when my kids came along, I began to homeschool. So I've homeschooled both of them all the way through. We live in LaGrange and I've taught for a lot of years here and homeschooled. And um, in 2012, though, my story began to change and took a turn. Life was just pretty normal until my husband of 17 years came home one day and said that he was done. I mean, that's all I said, I'm done. And those two words, um, said to me that night seemed to cancel the two that he'd said at the altar 17 years earlier i do went to i'm done and he was and he Mm -hmm. left the marriage and we were homeschooling at that time and i really felt like the lord had put on my heart to homeschool but i didn't know how in the world we were going to make it because um you know, I didn't have a job at the time, but the Lord was so gracious, and He uh, began to provide in just miraculous ways, and I could just share a few of those just early on. I just began to tutor. We have a huge Kia um, manufacturing plant here in LaGrange, and so we have a, a huge uh, Korean population. So I just tar- started tutoring ESL to Korean students and, and moms that wanted to learn English, um, and then from there, uh, just it was almost one day at a time. Sometimes I would tutor and leave uh, First Baptist Church where I tutored and just take that money to the grocery store and buy groceries for that day. It was like a one day at a time, God providing there in those early years. Um, Another story is uh, the power was in my husband's name, but he, he was done, you know, so um, I, they came and turned off the power. And so that night it was going to be freezing. And I thought, what are we going to do? And um, I called a friend of mine whose husband worked at the power company and I had heard that if the if it was going to be a freezing night that they wouldn't turn off your power they would wait and so when he heard that he immediately had our power turned back on and we were warm and, and the Lord just provided just one thing at a time one time I thought what are we going to eat tonight and a friend brought who had no idea what was going on with us brought a chicken pot pie to the door just because the Lord impressed that on her heart I could tell you story after story of God's provision and then one night in last year actually at Christmas. Um, and and by the way, I had just homeschooled all these years. That was 2012. So a whole lot of God's provision all the way through these years to be able to continue to homeschool. But um, last year though, I did, my daughter is 18 now. And so I'm kind of done with homeschooling. They're both in college classes. So I went back to work full time. So for the first time ever, we weren't kind of having to struggle. And so um, full-time teaching, but that is when our jar turned up on our doorstep. And it was just another example of God's provision and um, his care and love for us.
0: So do you remember the circumstances of that day? What, What day of the week it was? What time of the day it was? Who found it?
1: Yes, well, we all found it, my two children and I had gone to our church to the Christmas Eve service, and um, we always have a candlelight service, and so when we returned, we walked up to our doorstep, and there were actually two jars, and they were in the form of tin cans, actually, two Christmas tin cans sitting on the doorstep, and immediately, of course, we opened, we lifted the lid, and they were both filled to the rim with coins of all kinds of coins. And on top of each of those was sitting a hundred dollar bill. So those were $200 and then the cans were filled. And I knew immediately because I'd already heard about the book that you'd written and the movie, I'd seen all that, read all about you. So I knew exactly that these, and I told the kids immediately, these are Christmas jars. And so we came inside and we, of course, pulled up the story and and I was just able to share with them uh, the heart behind this gift. But I mean, and that's, yeah, that's basically, we just, we found the jars and we were so excited and thrilled.
0: So first of all, I just have to say, it is so incredible to me that the movement has now progressed to the point where You immediately knew what they were without a note, without a copy of the book, without some detailed explanation. You just saw it and knew. I can't tell you just what an incredibly almost moves me to tears moment that is. I think you're the first person to sort of express it that way that that you didn't need this to be pointed out to you. you knew what it was.
1: Yes, absolutely. And isn't it incredible how the Lord used that book and how he used that as a tool for other people to be able to share his love and be his hands and feet. It just gave us such a great idea. Uh, Even to us, we started our own immediately, started our own Christmas jar, which we will give to someone uh, this year. So it's just incredible.
0: Well, and you know who we don't know. We don't know who gave you. Christmas tins maybe maybe we've got to write a new book Kathy maybe you and I have to write the Christmas tins maybe that's what we're going to have to do but we don't know who maybe they got a jar a year ago or two years ago and maybe the person that gave them and just who knows the ripple effects of this and of course you're you're soon going to bless a family um, with those jars I hope you'll involve your kids probably in the Mm -hmm. choosing and delivery of that
1: Yes, absolutely. And in fact, we actually paid forward our cans from last year. So remember, I had finally started teaching full time. My kids are finished homeschooling. God has provided and blessed us. And then it was at this point that we weren't really struggling anymore. But days before uh, the cans arrived on our doorstep, the Lord had been putting it in my heart that it was time to give and not just receive. So immediately when we saw the tins the on the doorstep, and I knew what they were, I said, this was it. God was preparing me in advance for somebody else who was to receive these. Because, you know, the saying is, it's better to give than to receive. And that is so true. And I'm a giver, but I hadn't been able to give all of these years. But God was blessing me now through these jars or these tins to be able to be a giver. And that was such a joy. It was so much fun for the kids and I to begin to pray about and think about who would receive these because we didn't need it this year. And so we began to think about it and pray about it. And so we paid those tents forward to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, which goes to help international missions. So that money and those jars are helping who knows who around the world.
0: That is so Cool. I love the Lord's hand in all things. And and obviously this was all in motion, you know, long before um the book, the movie, or even you and I were even on this earth, right? I mean, these these pieces of our life's journeys have been in place for eons. But but for him to to put the pieces in place for you to start to feel like, you know what, my life is finally starting to turn back around. And I have hope again, and a little bit of financial, um, you know, security and all your problems aren't solved, but you're in a much different place than you were a year or two or three ago. And so your heart opens to maybe now it's my turn to give back again. And suddenly these, these gifts arrive on your doorstep and, and the Lord knew exactly what you would do with them, that you would be the, the person that would pay them forward. Now, if there's someone listening right now, and I, I know there are who who have gotten jars who needed the money. Well, that's also what you were supposed to do was to go pay the power bill or the phone bill or put food on your children's table. So no one should ever feel badly about paying it forward and not keeping it or, or keeping it and and serving their own family. I'm curious, do you have, without dropping any names, do you have hunches about who might have done this for you?
1: I have no idea. (laughs) I have asked everyone that I know and that I suspect uh, I think I've gone to them and said, "Was it you? Was it you?" Nobody's ever owned up to it. I think they just want me to see that it really, at the end of the day, was a gift from God. And I think that that that's really the heart behind all all of the anonymous jars that everybody receives. That I think above all the, the, the glory and the praise and the figure should just point to God. It's just another way like the chicken pot pie or like the power. Or it's just another way of the Lord saying, I see you and uh, and I love you and I care about you and I'm going to provide for you.
0: Well, I, and I love you saying that, you know, the Lord sees us. You mentioned earlier that, you know, we be, we become the hands and feet of the Lord if we really want to be his, you know, disciples in today's world. But we can't and I talk about this all the time. So people that have been following me for a while or reading my stuff for a while have heard me say this. You you cannot be the hands of the Lord unless you are first his eyes. You you cannot serve people with those beautiful godly hands of yours unless your eyes are open to see the needs in the first place. So I'm so thankful there was someone out there who had their eyes open um, and saw you. And I just, it brings me such joy to know that soon uh, you'll be doing this, Again, for someone with your kids, do you do you have a message? Even though your need was different, maybe than that, the family that gave you those tins might have known. Do you have a message for them? Because I I sure hope that they're listening right now.
1: Mm, I would just say thank you for being obedient to the Lord for listening to the Holy Spirit prompting that um, that you allowed yourself to sacrifice all year long to think about putting money into that jar that would help a single mom. And, and to all the people that have put jars and sacrificed money all year long, it's it's an amazing thing that you've done um, more than the money, more than than any of that is just you've shown that person. And like it showed us all those years of, of God's provision, showed us that God loved us. And like you said, that he sees us.
0: Yeah. And it's I'm grateful for that reminder. We talked a little bit about that last week as well. It's it's not it's not usually the money. That's the greatest blessing. It's the message that you you're not invisible that someone sees you and knows you. And, and um, I, I love those stories. And I've heard countless stories like that over the past 15 years of people who, who really did have significant financial need, but even after sitting at the table and reading the note or reading the book or even typing their story out and sending it into to to christmaschars.com, they really sit back and look and go, wait a minute, this, yeah, this this helps solve a short-term temporal monetary problem, but the hope solves some eternal problems. It brings us some peace that will last long beyond whatever we're able to put in the bank. What's the single greatest lesson you learned from your Christmas jars experience that you would want the world to know?
1: I would say the single greatest lesson to me kind of reminds me of my very favorite Bible verse, it comes from Isaiah 41, 10. And it says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And and that's kind of what the jars did for me. It was just a reminder that I am with you. And so I think that's really my my biggest takeaway um, was just it was a reminder that God is with us and he's holding our hand and um, through no matter what we face.
0: Well, he is he is with us. If you're listening right now and um, you're having a, a tough day, a tough week, a tough month, a tough year, if the holidays are a little bit blue for you, for whatever reason, I hope you were listening to what Kathy just said. Um he is he is with you. He is always with you. We simply have to to open our arms. The name of the podcast is of course Right Where You Are, W-R-I-G-H-T. And I love asking my guests each week what the name of that podcast, what that phrase, those four words might mean to them. So what does right where you are mean to Kathy?
1: God sees you right where you are. It was never about the chicken pot pie or the power or all the many other the jars or any of that. It was just about really God saying, I see you right where you are. So that's really kind of the way that I would interpret that right where you are. God sees you.
0: And so we get to the end in 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years. You're still doing your thing. You're still living your life. You're still loving your kids and your 50 grandbabies or whatever you've got down the road. What is the one thing that you want people to remember about you and your journey? The the one thing you would most want the world to remember about you?
1: I would want everybody um, to know that Jesus is my very best friend. I've told everybody that I know that. Um, He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way, as the song says. And I would just uh, like to encourage them. I joke around uh, with everybody around here that on my gravestone, one day I wanted to say, read your Bible and pray, because I think that's the key to living this life. And that is what I would want people today and many years even beyond me to know that that the key is to read their Bible and pray and to know that Jesus can be their best friend and that he walks with them and talks with them.
0: Well, and there's never been um, a better day, a better time of year, a better season um, than this one for us to hear that message and to remember the Savior's birth and life and ministry and, and the love that he has for us. Kathy, you are the best. I'm so thankful that you would join us on the podcast. I hope folks will share this far and wide, particularly if you're in Georgia, you better be sharing this so we can make sure not to to expose the great secret of who gave Kathy and her family the tins, um, but for them to hear of the great gratitude she has for them and for God. Thanks again, Kathy. You are terrific.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us on
0: Right Where You Are. For more information about Jason and his projects, visit him online at jasonfwright.com or on social media at facebook.com slash jfwbooks or on Instagram at JasonFRight. And be sure to subscribe to Right Where You Are, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This has been a production of Wright Media Productions. Copyright 2021 by Jason F. Wright. All rights reserved.